0: May the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Sometimes life happens. Are you part of it? Many of you might remember this scene from a few years ago. A young couple just moving into their new home, go into the kitchen for coffee. Let's not unpack. Do it tomorrow. I wish we were still in Vienna. Here, this will take you back. Mmm, chocolate. This reminds me of that coffee that we had that night. That was my favorite night in Vienna. New Cafe Vienna from General Foods International Coffees. <laughs> With the tagline celebrate the moments of your life. <laughs> the moments of your life. As in those things we might not have ever thought we would ever see in our lifetime. Some good, some bad, some tragic, like. or Pearl Harbor, but joyous ones, too, like when athletes break records at the Olympics, or moments in our public life, like when the Civil Rights Act was passed, or 25 years ago when the Berlin Wall came down, or that day a few years ago when all the miners in Chile were rescued while the entire world watched or personally, like the day you graduated from school, or started a new job, or had a new baby, or were somehow welcomed anew into the banquet that is life with God and God's family. Weddings can be like this, too. Preparation for weddings in Jesus' time were every bit as emotionally fraught then, as they are now, with the same potential for disaster. The customs, that, the customs at that time, though, were almost kind of flip-flop. They were the opposite of what we know now, or what we do now. Guests assembled at the home of the bride, and they were entertained by her parents while waiting for the groom. When the groom arrived... The guests, including the bridesmaids, would light torches and they would go out to greet him. And then the entire wedding party would process through the house, through the village, towards the groom's home. And the groom's family, at that point, would continue the party. The wedding feasts would last for days. And they were often the highlight of a common villager's year. They were special. They were moments to celebrate. And so we have this parable today that's all about the kingdom of heaven being compared to the start of a big wedding. Now remember, parables stretch the reality of situations. But let's dig in here. The family is supposedly partying away at the bride's home But the plan does not go as scheduled, disaster looms, something is going wrong, the groom is late. Not just a little late, really late. And so as the night goes on, some of the bridesmaids realize they don't have enough oil and their sisters aren't too keen to share. So they leave the family, they leave the party to go buy oil. The bridegroom comes. They're not there. And they've disrespected their families and the bride and the groom because they not only felt themselves unworthy to participate properly and somehow felt they didn't fit in, they actually left the premises. This is big. Remember the earlier wedding banquet scenario from a few weeks ago where the king invited everyone, the whole world, But one guy comes in and doesn't have the wedding garment on. He got kicked out. Why? Because he hadn't been in the moment. He wasn't tracking with the other people around him. He was basically sleepwalking through life, being a casual observer. And he refused to live in every moment and make every moment count. We're hearing a message today that paying attention to every moment of our lives is vital to witnessing the inbreaking breaking of the kingdom of God. Okay, let's flip this. What happens in our life when we don't pay attention? When we don't live in every moment? When we're practically asleep at the wheel that is life? Many times when we don't stay alert and live in the moment, we focus only on ourselves, and then other people suffer. Things get worse. When we're not staying in community with our family and our friends and our neighbors, we start letting things in our society slip. We start hearing stories on the news about economic injustice, oppression of women, human trafficking, priests getting arrested for feeding the homeless. Not fun. I often ask, well, yeah, we live in a free society, so how does this stuff happen? Why am I not paying attention? How did I miss this? Or personally, we might focus on ourselves and our own selfish needs too much that instead of the desired outcome of health and well-being, the opposite happens. Things like we become small-minded, or we develop really bad habits, or worse, maybe we get addicted in some way. We leave real life, and we isolate We check out of civic life. We check out of being in relationships with family and friends. Like the bridesmaids with no fuel, we leave the party. And disaster results. So what's the lesson to be learned here? What's the lesson to be learned? What's Jesus calling us to pay attention to? Well, as in any parable, there's all kinds of different layers. The three layers I'd like us to examine today a little bit more closely are intentionality, community, and generosity. Intentionality, community, and generosity. Intentionality. When we're intentional, we're keeping awake. We're not only seeing what we're up to in the world, what our friends are up to in the world, what our family is up to in the world, but we're asking good questions about what God is up to in the world. Intentionality requires us to be grounded, to focus on things like daily prayer, like reading sacred texts, to developing spiritual practices like meditation, When we do these things, we're aligning our hearts right next to God's heart, and we'll be able to more carefully discern where God's celebration moments are today, right now. Community. Now, you've heard me talk a lot about community over the last few months, but this time it's a little bit different. The reason why the foolish bridesmaids in this parable are called foolish is because they left their community. They failed to realize that they were part of a celebratory family that was going to have the time of their lives, but they got scared. They felt insecure. They left. They didn't see their presence in the community as one of great intrinsic value. They didn't see the real life that community living gave them. Community life is so important because in contexts like our own, we are given the opportunity to remind each other how much God loves us. We're reminded by each other that, yes, we are all worthy to stand before Jesus, just as we pray every Sunday during our Eucharistic prayer. We are affirmed, and we're told that we matter to God, and we matter to one another. Our goal is not only to love God and neighbor, but our genuine goal for, one of us, for all of one—excuse me— But our genuine goal for one another is for all of us to thrive and become more fully ourselves. Community is super important. And finally, generosity. The generosity in today's story ultimately comes from the hospitality and the celebration and the realization that God, our creator, showers upon us the greatest celebration we will ever know the celebration of life the celebration of us as god's beloved children just like the bride and groom's parents who hosted a celebration for countless days our god celebrates and delights in us for who we are and the gifts of the celebration never end So in turn, in response, we give back to God. We see glimpses. We take time every day to see how God is giving us so much blessings with our friends and our families, the blessings that are our pets, the blessings that are our beautiful created world, the blessings of living in our country. We see how we have been called by God at our creation very good. And we, in turn, give a portion, our first and our best portion, back to God in thanksgiving. Many of you have been called by volunteers this week and asked, what do you like about Trinity? And I want to stand up here and tell you that people responded to our calling volunteers in some of the most joyful ways. The feedback wasn't just good or kind of positive. It was very positive and cheerful and joyous. God is working in each of your lives. So many who participated in calling you heard your good news. And in turn, we have started receiving your pledge cards back for our 2015 pledge campaign. Thank you so much to those who have pledged. I promise you'll be receiving a note from me very soon. The important thing, though, is that we all participate. I really urge you to think hard, pray hard, and see how God is calling you to be generous. There are pledge forms in every pew, and you can drop them in the offering plate, and they will be given to us in a private and confidential manner. And if you've never pledged before, I urge you to call me. Let's talk about this. The Trinity Cathedral community needs your support. We need your time, talent, and yes, we do need your treasure to build up the kingdom of God in this place. The truth. Life is special. God has blessed us in more ways than we can imagine. Today, right now, in the very current moment, today can be the highlight of your year if you want it to be. Life is a banquet, a feast. Let's keep on with the good work God is giving us to do and to live intentionally, generously in a community that helps God help you know how beloved you are, a community that helps you truly celebrate the moments of your life.